Welcome in to Keep Pounding with B-Pig. Over the next couple episodes, we're going to be looking ahead to the draft. We're going to go round by round and see who has been commonly picked to go to the Panthers. I'm going to take a couple of those players, I'm going to review them, and then I'm going to pick who I think the Panthers should draft. So essentially, this is going to be my seven-round mock. We're going to go ahead and jump into this episode with rounds one and two. Before he jumps into the draft here, I just wanted to mention a few signings the Panthers have made since my last episode. They went ahead and added some depth to the defensive tackle position by adding six-year veteran Zach Kerr from the Arizona Cardinals on a two-year, $3 million deal. In 2019, in 12 games, he had 19 total tackles, one tackle for loss, and two quarterback hits. Over his career, he played three seasons with the Colts, two with the Broncos, and then one last season with the Cardinals. This is good for depth for the defensive line. He's also going to bring some veteran presence to the to the young defensive tackles there. They also went ahead and re-signed wide receiver DeAndre White to a one-year deal. Last season, he caught four passes for 51 yards late in the season with the Panthers. Um, Panthers do now have 10 wide receivers on the roster, so it's going to be very tough for him to make the make the squad there. He does have abilities and experience for the um, the special teams. However, they just signed Farrell Cooper, so that's most likely going to be their guy. So it's going to be tough for him to make the team. He'll most likely make the practice squad and be able to be able to be called up if if need be. Knock on wood there. Jumping into the draft here, there was a lot of questions regarding if the draft was still going to take place due to the pandemic going on right now in the world. Um, The NFL is going to hold the draft on April 23rd through the 25th. However, it's going to be virtual. It's not going to be the normal setup. They're not holding it in Vegas anymore. Um, Adam Scheffner reported, Teams are preparing to hold the draft virtual from home away from team facilities, meaning none of the teams are going to be in their war rooms like normal. Most likely what's going to happen is the team scouts, coaches, and GMs are going to probably be on Zoom talking to each other that way, relaying their picks that way. It's going to be definitely pretty weird. Um, however, when times like this happens, you have to improvise and it's bigger than football. So the way that the NFL is going to kind of work this out to have an experience for people on TV is they actually have EA Sports Madden creating virtual moments for the players walking out onto the stage to meet the commissioner. They are allowing some of the players to design their own virtual hugs with with the commissioner, which is cool. I mean, these players aren't going to be able to have the moment that they've worked extremely hard for. And so at least they're giving them some sort of thing to make their own. It sucks for the players. However, this is obviously bigger than football, the overall health of the world. And I think in the long run, it's going to work out for these players. Um, It's going to be tough for the players, at least 
small schools that they're not able to go on these pre-draft visits. They're not going to be able to have their pro days. They they weren't able to put this out there for the scouts. However, they do have a possibility of getting signed after the draft, being undrafted free agents, or even going to the XFL and showing what they have in the XFL. That's that's a very cool cool thing that these young players get to do now. Um, jumping into the Panthers draft, they currently hold eight picks, one in each round. They they have that extra pick in the fifth round due to the Kyle Allen trade to the Redskins. The Panthers have a whole lot of needs on the defensive side of the ball. The biggest need right now, I would say, is cornerback followed by defensive tackle and linebacker. They should go ahead and pick up a safety as well in the draft, and then they should definitely pick up some interior offensive line help, most likely draft some depth there. I also wouldn't be surprised if they went ahead and drafted a wide receiver at some point throughout this draft to get some depth there. Um, so the first pick for the Panthers in the first round, they have the seventh pick. That's a very good pick. There's some very good talent that could be there on the board for them. The first player we're going to go ahead and look at, I doubt he's going to be there at seven, but if he is, I think the Panthers no doubt need to be turning in their draft card in one second. Don't even talk to any of the other teams. Just boom, get on to it. And that is cornerback Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. He's arguably one of the best cornerback process prospects coming into the draft since Jalen Ramsey in 2016. Jeff Okuda, he's a good size, good size corner. He's 6'1, 205. He's got He's got um, very long arms. He, he's got fluid hips. He turns his hips very well. Um, in 2019, he was a first-team All-American, recording 35 total tackles, one tackle for loss, three forced fumbles, and three interceptions and nine pass deflections. This dude is nice. He's a ball hawk. He's all over it. According to Pro Football Focus, Okuda only allowed a passer rating of 55.7 and a completion rate of 43.2. That is insane. In press coverage, Okuda only allowed 3.1 yards per target. That's 3.5 yards below the FBS average. Over the last two seasons, he broke up 16 out of 106 targets thrown his way. He's great in man coverage. He, he'll check you off the line of scrimmage. He, he disrupts wide receivers very well. He's, he has a good he has a good um, a good jab. He'll get up in your face and he'll make sure your, the receiver is disrupted. Um, with the departure of James Bradbury and Ross Cockrell, I think the Panthers are desperate for a corner. 
I do think they need to go ahead and pick one up in free agency, but I think that if Jeff Okuda is on the board at seven, the Panthers no doubt need to be racing to turn that card in. Um, right now on the roster, it's Dante Jackson, Corn Elder, Luke Cole, and Dontrell Jamerson. Dontrell Jamerson, he got a little time last season before being injured. He went to the IR. Obviously, we saw Dante Jackson. He was up and down all season. He actually got benched there at the end of the season. I think that just had to do with the whole coaching change. I don't think I don't think he was in the right state of mind there. Um, Cornelder, he's been on and off the roster, and Cole Luke, he's been on and off the practice squad, and he had a, he had a couple injuries. So the Panthers are definitely thin right now at cornerback. They need to go ahead and add a corner, and I think that if Jeff Okuda's there, that is absolutely the pick. Don't waste a second. Go ahead and pick this man up. The second guy I think the Panthers need to race to the draft board for is linebacker Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. This dude is a freak of nature. He's a very, very exciting player to watch. He's very versatile. He plays all over the field. He's got time at linebacker, defensive end, cornerback, and safety. This man comes from a winning culture. He played at Clemson. He's a national champion. Um, in 2019, he was named All-American ACC Defensive Player of the Year, first team All-ACC, and the Dick, Bus- Dick Bud- Budkiss Award winner for top linebacker performance. Uh, he redshirted his first season. Uh, he started his career at Clemson as a safety in 2017. That season, he recorded 45 tackles, three tackles for loss, one sack, one forced fumble, and six pass deflections. Then in his next season in 2018, he made the switch to linebacker where he found his most success. He had 89 total tackles, nine tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, one interception for a touchdown, and six pass deflections. Then his next season, his junior season, his success only grew, and this man took off. 104 tackles, 16 and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks, one forced fumble, three interceptions, and eight pass deflections. This man is insane. He is mad, mad athletic. Every time I put on his highlights, every time I'm watching his film, he is all over the field. His film shows for it, and then he comes into the combine and wows everybody with a 4.3940 and then a 39-inch vertical jump. He's 6'4", 240 pounds. He's a massive human, and he's out here running a a 4.3940. He has a lot of comparison to Derwin James by a lot of these NFL reporters he's very versatile he can play anywhere on the defense so without a doubt if he is on the board the Panthers need to pick him up I think in the Panthers scheme he'll most likely play linebacker there with Tyre Whitehead and Shaq Thompson I think that they can even put him at safety but I think he would fit better at outside linebacker there for the Panthers. Maybe even middle linebacker and slide Tyre to the outside 
the weak side linebacker spot. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll put him there at safety. I think that they're comfortable right now with Trey Boston and Justin Burris. But I think that the Carolina Panthers definitely need to grab Isaiah Simmons if he's there at seven, no doubt about it. So jumping into the next player here, I think that the Panthers could get him at seven. However, I think that they could trade back a couple spots and still be able to get him and also get more draft capital. So this next player here is defensive tackle Derek Brown from Auburn. Don't get me wrong, this dude is insane. He's a monster. I think that the Panthers would be able to fall maybe one, two, three, four draft picks and be able to still draft this guy, and then they would still be able to add some more capital. So I think that that would be the best-case scenario for them. But if they were at seven to pick him up, I, I wouldn't blame him. This dude is ridiculous. Um, with K1 Short, Zach Kerr, and Woodrow Hamilton, the only defensive tackles on the squad right now, I think that this pick would be a very, very good pick for the Panthers. Um, in 2019, Brown was SEC Defensive Player of the Year and the Ronnie Lott Trophy winner. Uh, he earned these by recording three straight dominant seasons. In 2017, he recorded 57 total tackles. Nine and a half for loss, three sacks, one pass deflection, and two forced fumbles. So that was his freshman season. Jumping into his sophomore season, he his tackles went down. He went down to 48 tackles. He did have ten and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, two pass deflections, and one forced fumble. And then into his senior season, he had 54 total tackles, 11 and a half for a loss, four sacks, four pass deflections, and two forced fumbles. So his entire career, he was productive there at Auburn. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, in 2019, Brown had a 90.4 pass rush grade. And out of 134 of his tackles, he only missed five out of his whole career at Auburn. That is insane. He's a dominant D-tackle who we can plug into that hole there that we have at the defensive tackle spot. Um, he excels in the run game, and the Panthers struggled very badly in the run game last season. Last season, they were among the worst in the league in rushing. Teams would gash us all day long in the run game. The Panthers allowed 143 rushing yards per game. That is awful. That is terrible. That's the bottom of the league. So adding adding Derek Brown here to wreak havoc there in the middle would be very, very good pickup for the Panthers. He's 6'5", 320 pounds. Derek Brown literally manhandles people. I was watching his highlights, and he just pushes these offensive linemen all the way back. He disrupts the quarterback. He disrupts the running lanes. 
he just uh, he just wreaks havoc there in the middle of the in the line, and that's exactly what the Panthers need right now. They need a big guy in the middle there to 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 stop the run, to get some pressure on the quarterback, let Brian Burns on the outside there get to the quarterback. Um, he kind of struggled there in the combine. However, his film and the stats speak for themselves. I mean, I don't. He might fall a little bit. He was projected the whole time really to go to the 5-10 range. So I believe that's where he'll still go. He might sneak out of the top 10. But I really think that this is one of the top guys for the Panthers there at 7. But I do think they will be able to trade back and still even land him maybe in the 10-12 to 12 range. Jumping into the next player, it is also a defensive tackle. This is another guy that I know for sure that the Panthers could trade back to maybe the 10, 12, 12, 15 range and still be able to get this guy, and he he has a lot of talent. I'm talking about defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. They could trade back a couple spots, add some capital, and still get this guy. He played three seasons with South Carolina, and his last two seasons were definitely his most dominant, too. In uh, 2018, he recorded 30 total tackles, nine tackles for loss, four sacks, five pass deflections, and two forced fumbles. And then last season, last season in 2019, he recorded 35 total tackles, six for loss, six sacks, two pass deflections, two fumble recoveries, and one blocked kick against the Tar Heels. According to Pro Football Focus, Kinlaw recorded a 90.7 pass rush, pass rush grade. That's being second among defensive tackles in this draft class. Uh, this dude is a disruptive player there in the, the middle defensive line. Um... He's 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 a huge dude. I mean, he's he's six six, three hundred and ten pounds. Watching his highlights, he just moves offensive linemen around, and he'll run right past them. He's super quick. If you put this man one on one, he's gonna get past him. He he's gonna throw the offensive linemen away. He's gonna push them all the way back, disrupt the quarterback. Um, he definitely is a big help in the the run defense which is huge because again the Panthers were awful last season they got gashed all all season but unlike Derek Brown Javon Kinlaw does bring a better pass rush there I do think that Derek Brown is better in the aspect of the run defense and Javon Kinlaw is there with the rushing the quarterback more. I don't think the Panthers will go wrong with either one of these picks. I think that Javon Kinlaw is a very, very solid player there that the Panthers cannot pass. If they, if they go ahead and trade back a few spots and he's there, they definitely got to go ahead and make that pick. Um, another player that if the Panthers were able to trade back maybe to the mid late late rounds, get some more draft capital, is cornerback CJ, CJ Henderson from Florida. 
This is a guy who had a ton of success at Florida starting from his freshman year. Um, this guy is definitely, definitely a good-sized cornerback. He comes in at 6'1", 200, 200 pounds. Um... In his freshman year, he had 22 total tackles, four interceptions as a freshman, two of which for he took back for touchdowns, and uh, two and four pass deflections. Sorry. As a sophomore, he recorded 38 total tackles, five tackles for loss, three sacks, two interceptions, five pass deflections, and two forced fumbles. Then to go on in his junior campaign last season and record 33 total tackles, three tackles for loss, one sack, and 11 pass deflections. This man is a ball hawk. He knows how to find the rock. Um, he's extremely fast. He ran a, a 4.39 in the 40. He's also very strong. He's good. He's good at disrupting receivers on the line of scrimmage. He's very good in man coverage. Um, he put up 20 reps in the bench press at the combine. That's extremely good for wide. Or I'm sorry, extremely good for uh, a cornerback. Uh, he has great ball skills. Like I said, he knows how to find the ball. 11 pass deflections last season. Uh, two interceptions, three interceptions. This man is insane. <clears throat> in his in his freshman season, four interceptions. Like he knows where the ball is. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, over Henderson's career, he only allowed a comp completion rate of 52.7. That's that's extremely good. Um, in 2018, he only allowed 18 catches and zero touchdowns. This man did not give up a single touchdown in 2018. That that just speaks for itself there. Um, in in 2019, uh, his stats did take a step back, but that that's just due to the fact that he, he was battling a few injuries here and there. Um, he did still have 11 pass deflections, which is good. That proves he's still there on the ball. He, he's still he's still finding ways to to not allow receivers to make catches. Um, I think that this is very high value for the Panthers if they wanted to trade back into the 15 to 20 range, maybe even late in the first round. Uh, they'd be able to get some more draft capital for this year and maybe even next year and be getting a lot of value at cornerback here. Uh, C.J. Henderson is a very good corner. He knows how to find the ball. He's very physical. I think that he would fit very nice next to Dante Jackson and even another cornerback in free agency. I think that... This is definitely a move the Panthers need to consider. I think they need to be watching a lot of film on C.J. Henderson. I know that a lot of people have mocked C.J. Henderson to the Panthers. They had him trading back and picking him up. So I think that the debt that's definitely something that needs to be looked at. So those are the few guys I've noticed have been mocked to the Panthers a lot. The guy that I am going ahead and saying that the Panthers will draft, this is who I think is the best fit. This is who I think that if he's on the board, the Panthers should not hesitate and just go ahead and get him. I think the Panthers should go ahead and draft linebacker Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. 
He's way too good to pass up. He's versatile. He's way too versatile to pass up. He can play anywhere on the defense. And he is all over the field. This man is insane. I think that there's no reason why the Panthers should pass up on him if he's there. I think that that is the move that the Panthers will make in round one. So let's get into round two here. They have the 38th pick in the second round. I think that if the Panthers don't go ahead and pick up one of the two defensive tackles being Derek Brown or Javon Kinlaw, I think that there is very high value of picking up defensive tackle Ross Blacklock from TCU. Uh, He's a big physical player. He comes in at 6'4", 305 pounds. He does not give up on plays. He is always moving. He is always all over the field. He doesn't give up. He he has a very high motor. Um, In 2017, he recorded 28 total tackles, 6.5 for loss, and 2 sacks. He did miss the 2018 season due to an injury he suffered in camp. I tried to look it up, and I couldn't actually find what the injury was. Um, But he came back stronger than ever in 2019. He had an unbelievable season. He had 40 total tackles, nine tackles for loss, and three and a half sacks. That earning him first team all Big 12 honors. This is a guy I think that if the Panthers don't get a guy in the first round at defensive tackle, they can grab this guy, have him compete with Zach Kerr for the starting spot next to K1 Short. Um, I think that he'll be able to develop either as a starter or even a backup behind Zach Kerr. And I think that he'll be able to be a starter in the next couple seasons. And that'll be our our future defensive tackle there. Jumping into the next guy, this is a guy who had an insane career in college. And he his draft stock has fallen a little bit for one big reason. But I think that if he is there at seven, I'm sorry, if he is there at pick 38 in the second round, I think the Panthers no doubt need to just jump on it right away. That being strong safety, Grant Delpit from LSU. He had a insane career. Over three seasons at LSU, he recorded 199 total tackles, 17 and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks, eight interceptions, 24 pass deflections, and two forced fumbles. This man was all over the field. His most most productive season came in 2018 when he had 74 total tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss, five sacks, five interceptions, nine pass deflections, and one forced fumble, earning him All-American honors, man. He went off. In 2019, he earned himself the Jim Thorpe Award. Delpa is a very physical safety. He is 6'3", 205 pounds, and he is a ball hawk. He knows how to find the ball. I mean, 24 pass deflections and eight total interceptions throughout his career. That is that is that is very good. Um, Watching his highlights, I only see him all around the ball. I haven't seen a play where he wasn't around the ball. Um, Although his numbers are very impressive, the biggest thing I think why he is falling is because 
According to Pro Football Focus, Delpit has missed 25% of the tackle attempts that he's made in 2019. And then in 2018, he missed 5% of his tackles that he attempted. So I think that's a huge issue. And I think that's exactly why he's been falling down these mock drafts. Um, I don't know if actual NFL GMs are going to let this man fall this far. He's super versatile. He He's always around the ball. He always finds a way to make a turnover. Um, I do think that if he does fall and he's there at 38, I don't think the Panthers should waste a second of drafting him. Um, they did just lock up Trey Boston for three seasons, and then they picked up Justin Burris for two. However, Justin Burris' contract does have a team option after year one, so if they did pick up Delpit, have him sit behind Justin Burris or even start in front of Justin Burris and have Justin Burris be the backup, I think that that can work out very well. We do need depth at safety, so I think that this would be a perfect pick for the Panthers here. Jumping back into the biggest need the Panthers have right now, being cornerback, I think that this guy, if he's there at pick 38, there's a lot of value there. That being cornerback A.J. Terrell from Clemson, I think that at this time, since I have the Panthers taking Isaiah Simmons, I think that since they didn't pick up a cornerback in the first round, I think there's still a couple high-caliber cornerbacks that could start in the league. And so I think A.J. Terrell is one of those guys. He's good size. He is a six foot one. He had a he had a very good career with Clemson, obviously winning a national championship, uh, being in the, the playoffs three years in a row. Um, in his career, he had 101 total tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, half a sack, six interceptions, one of those interceptions being a pick six in the national championship, and 13 pass deflections and two forced fumbles. He's a very physical very physical corner. Uh, he's a decent tackler. Sometimes he arm tackles, which is the reason why I didn't say he was he was very good or or an elite tackler because he does arm tackle sometimes. Sometimes he tries to throw his shoulder in instead of wrapping up. Um, I did notice that a lot in his highlights. Um, He played in a lot of big games in his career and played against very high caliber receivers. So I think that that does help him a lot coming into the NFL, especially in the Panthers division. They have to play Michael Thomas twice a year. They have to play... Marquise Goodwin and Mike Evans and it's just an insane group of receivers there um Julio Jones how can I forget about him Julio and uh so since the Panthers need at corners that heavy I think that they can definitely find value here with AJ Terrell um I think that he would complement Dante Jackson on the other side very well I think that the Panthers, like I said, with the last cornerbacks, I think that they still will go out and sign someone in free agency. 
but they do need to bring in another quarterback early in the draft to compete and most likely even start. I think that I think the best option for the Panthers at corner would be pick up a cornerback in free agency, draft a cornerback early, and slide Dante Jackson into the slot, have him be the nickel dime uh, cornerback there. I think he he's super fast, and that would that'd be a very good spot for him. He's he's a good, he's a great tackler, so I think they should put him into the slot and then grab two outside corners. And I think AJ Terrell could be that guy. Another cornerback that I would be interested watching at pick 38 is Trevon Diggs from Alabama. This is a guy who played wide receiver in high school. Matter of fact, his brother is Stephon Diggs for the Bills. Um, he converted to cornerback, and in uh, 2018, he recorded 20 total tackles, one interception, six pass deflections, and one forced fumble. But his best season by far came last season in 2019 when he recorded 37 total tackles, half a sack, three interceptions, one of for which was a touchdown, and eight pass deflections, two fumble recoveries, which he brought back for a touchdown. And yeah, that was his season last year, and he just absolutely went off. Um, he's a good sized corner. He's 6'1", 205 pounds, and he has very long arms, which is good for corners. Um, he's very good at disrupting receivers at the line of scrimmage. He's great in press coverage. Um, he's very good at jumping routes, um, for interceptions and pass deflections. That's why his numbers are high in that thing, but that also is one of his weaknesses too he does jump a lot of passes so a lot of receivers do get him on double moves and do beat him deep down the field which is is bad um he does have return ability so he can be versatile he can be used in the return game on special teams this is another guy that the panthers could be looking at there at pick 38 in the second round for my pick I would go ahead and take Grant Delpit. I think that if he's available there at 38, there's no reason the Panthers should pass him. Over the past three, four seasons, the Panthers have failed to get young safeties. They have failed to pick up a guy for the future there at safety. It's always a new safety every year. And with the Panthers moving on from Eric Reed and picking up an inexperienced safety in Justin Burris, I think that bringing Grant Delpit in to compete would be a very good pickup. He's very physical. He makes plays all over the field. He's definitely a ball hawk. The numbers speak for that. So if he falls to pick 38, I think there's no reason the Panthers should pass that up. That's all I have for the first and second round. So I have the Panthers taking in the first round Isaiah Simmons. And then in the second round, Grant Delpit. I think that's going to bolster the defense very nicely there. I think that helps the secondary, and I think that definitely helps the front seven big time. Um, I just want you guys to know that I hope you guys are all staying safe out there um, with this pandemic going on. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family, and definitely just just follow the rule set because. 
without that, the uh, this will go on longer. More people will become sick, and and that's just bad. So, with that being said, thank you guys for listening, and as always, keep pounding.